Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. What's up, Narrow Way to Broadway? I hope you have had a fun Super Bowl weekend, and I hope that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have won. If not, I sound like an absolute fool right now, and I guess congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, for my non-sports fans, I hope you had a great Groundhog Day this week, I guess. I I know a lot of our listeners on the East Coast have had a, a very cold, a very, very snowy week, and I do have some bad news for you. Our friend Puxatunny Phil the Groundhog did in fact see his shadow. So hunker down, y'all. We got six more weeks of winter coming our way. So while you're while you're prepping for the rest of rest of the winter, you're you're covering yourselves up in your six weighted blankets that you probably got for Christmas and that electric one that you bought for yourself at the beginning of quarantine. I wanted to give you a book recommendation. You ever heard of a book uh, called the Bible? Yeah, you probably had people recommend it to you before, and uh, maybe it was your grandma, a pastor, and add on social media, me right now in this very moment. But how and and why were they telling you to read it? Like, why why as believers, why as Christians do we talk about reading the Bible so much? Maybe uh, maybe it was someone telling you you need to read it so you could figure out how to go to heaven. Uh, maybe they wanted you to read it because it's... it's uh, something we're just supposed to do as Christians, like Christians read the Bible. And uh, uh, maybe you were even being like told to read it because someone said like, you were, you're sinning right now. You need to go and read the Bible um, to figure out how to, how, to, how to fix that sin in your life. Um, and, and I think so often we, we lose sight and, and lose the real purpose of, of why to read the Bible. And I think a lot of that comes because people don't know how to read the Bible. Um, and, you know, over over the past year, I have personally fallen in love with the Word of God. And I know the same is true for Emma, too. And our relationships with, with this book has absolutely transformed our relationship with God. And I believe that it can and that it, it will do the same thing for you. But I get it. It's it's intimidating. It can be uh, it can be confusing. Um, but God's not a God of confusion. He gave this book to you, and he he wants you to know him through this book. Um, for me, everything changed this year when I changed my approach to how I read the Bible and how I approach the Word of God. And also, there was uh, two verses that I heard um, preaching a sermon last year together that really set uh, set my heart on fire, got me excited about reading the Word of God. The first scripture is 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, and I have to preface this. You've probably heard these scriptures before, um, but just the two of them together hit me in a different way. Um, so 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be completely equipped for every good work. The second verse is John 1, 1 through 5, and it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You know, as 
performers, think about what you do when you get a script. What do you do with it? You, you first read it, uh, you mark it up, you, you meditate on it, you highlight it, uh, you eventually memorize, or as I like to say, you, you endow the script. Um, and then you study the characters, you study your character, you just study the period of the show. Maybe you even study, um, study the playwrights, you study the, I don't know, history of the people that played the characters in the, in the show in the past. And uh, despite the director's request, you probably go online and you look up videos on YouTube or pictures online to check out what past productions of the show or past versions of the show were. And eventually, you get to a place where you get to perform the show. What if you approached reading the Bible with as much excitement as you do a new script or working on a new show or a new project? When I started reading the Bible this way, it absolutely came alive for me. And for the first time, I could see the stories that are in the Bible play out in my mind. I could hear the texture. I could hear the tone of, of the characters' voices. And eventually, I fully realized the author of the book is God. I know we know that. We know that the, the Bible is the word of God. But really think about that. God is the author of this book. He inspired people to write this book of history to pass down through generations that are to come. And it's now made it to us. In the beginning was the word. He's been writing this book since creation, and it's still living and active today. And here's the part that I, I still can't get enough of and that continually blows my mind. You have access to the author. You have access personal access to the playwright. And here's another kicker. The playwright wants to have a relationship with you and, and be in constant communion and communication with you. When you read the Bible, you are reading the words that God has given directly to his people, directly to you. You've ever wondered what, uh, what the voice of God sounds like? You wanted to hear him speak to you? Then open the Bible. He has and he is speaking to you. Spending time in the Word is the single most important spiritual discipline in the life of a believer because all of the other spiritual disciplines are discovered and explained inside the pages of this book. I could talk on and on for so much longer on the importance of, of the Word of God and what I've learned about it in the past year. And, and maybe, you know, maybe we'll go more in depth on, on uh, understanding the Bible and how to read the Bible. Um, but for now, I, I just want to encourage you to spend time in the Word daily. A really great place to start is uh, a devotional plan in the Bible app. There's thousands of them on tons of different topics, and they usually only take about five to ten minutes a day. I also encourage you to try out a few different translations of the Bible. Uh, like I said, with scripts there's and, and shows, there's lots of different versions of, of shows or different adaptations. And same is true for the Bible. It all is telling the same content and telling the same story, but the wording um, might speak to you a little bit, uh, a little bit more, uh, more clearly. Um, so for me, uh, I grew up reading the King James version of the Bible, um, and it, it never really uh, struck or hit home with me personally. Um, so when I got to college, I started reading the English Standard Version or the ESV translation, and, and today it's that's the translation of the Bible that I use. Um, but if you're just starting to read the Bible, the message or the Passion Translation may be a, a good place to start. It's uh, 
sounds a lot like how we speak today um, in the language that they in the language that they use the way that they um, speak through the scriptures. So two things, spend time in the word daily and explore different translations of the word. I can promise you that you will not regret the time that you spend in the word. Everything you need are inside the pages of this book that we call the Bible that we base our life on. As we move into this time of prayer and meditation, I encourage you to ask God to help you find a fresh hunger and love for his word. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for your word and for every gift that comes from spending time with you in your word, hearing your voice and learning the stories of of people of faith that have come before us. Thank you for the laws, for the rules that you have placed for us in your word not to keep us from things, not to keep us from fun or excitement, but to, to allow us to find freedom in you. You have, you have set up boundaries for us in your word. Um, you have sent your son. Your son, Jesus, is the word, the living word that came for us. And, and we just praise you and we thank you, Lord. Um, God, I want to repent in this moment for um, denying the power of your word for so long throughout my life. And even to this day, like, um, you know, I I repent for the times in my life where, um, you know, I don't turn to your word for answers, where I try to do things of my own will, um, knowing very clearly that you say that your word is the place where we can find truth, where we can find um, answers to the questions that we have in this life. Um, Thank you for the expansive nature um, of, of your word and for the Bible, I pray that you will continue to let my, my heart be set on fire and for our listeners' hearts to be set on fire um, for you every time we get into your word. Help us learn, help us, help us grow, um, and help us be ignited with passion to be able to share this book, to share this word um, with other people. We love you, Lord. We thank you for everything. In your name we pray. Amen.